the beautiful, for the only. Seth Taker open. Seth Taker open. Hello there. Yes, we're back. Seth Taker open. Something strange going on. Something's wrong. Room in the room. Outside is the storm. All alone. Certified check, Watch cash, or money zoom. order. Hello there and welcome to the latest episode of the Sith Taker Snapshots podcast. Uh, I'll be your host today, Rich Polly, and joining me as is kind of getting usual, Ben Hibbert. <laughs> Hello there. Hello, back once again like a renegade master. I enjoyed Can't that line when I said it earlier. Twice now. <laughs> so I had to I had to do it. <laughs> and we've got, <laughs> we've got producer Tim King who's stepping out from behind the microphone once again. Hello there. And uh, joining us is a regular attendee on the podcast, regular winner of Sith Taker tournaments, Mr. Tom Reed. Hi, everyone. Uh, how's it going, Tom? Enthusiasm there, Tom. Yeah, good. Thank you very much. Have you finished being cheerful then? Is that it for the next few weeks? Done it now? No, no it's all good. It's been a cracking <laughs> weekend. So just, uh, just knackered, but life is good. Awesome, awesome. So for anybody that listens to the podcast that doesn't know from other channels, the Sith Taker Open was held uh, last weekend. Uh, it was a success, so thanks to everybody that attended, not me. Um, and Tom was the winner. So, yeah, that's true. So well done, Tom. Congratulations. Woo! Thanks a lot. All that stuff. <laughs> um, so you've, that, you've retained the title, isn't it? The last Sith Taker Open, you won that one as well? Yeah, that's right. Did okay. you win? Um, was that double sprays as well? Uh, no, it was actually um, Jank. Oh, uh, sorry, uh, Boba Fenn. Oh yeah. Was it? Was it Boba? F- oh no. What was it? You did with droids? You did something else. That was a star champ. That was a star champ. champ. Okay. So why are you now? Would you say a full-on separatist player? Um. Yeah. It sounds like sounds, it. Sounds, it does sound like like does it? It's like no. As long as it's medium base and got a real player, wherever the fire sprays are, that's where Tom will be. Yeah. If it's got a medium base and a rear arc, I'm in. <laughs> I mean, it, it is probably the thing that's best about the entire chassis is the fact that it can hard one boost and just point its rear arc wherever it wants to be, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's phenomenal. Um, yeah. It's so flexible. I mean, I, I don't suggest that we go into the conversation about, oh, how do you fix sprays because they're so busted? Because, you know, they will just eventually point them up so that you can't yeah. use them or take the crew slot off all of them. Or take whatever, the crew, but... that's the one, yeah. Yeah, but they'll still be a good ship if you take the crew away. That's the thing. They've still got, you know, a rear arc that's the same guns as the front arc, and they don't have to choose where they're pointing that rear arc. You know, there's no turret indicator to switch around or, you know, anything like that, which is the current design space they're going into with rear arcs. You know, you can have it, but you have to decide kind of thing with the sprays. It's just like, well, I'll figure it out later. Yeah, just absolutely. We'll just do a week. We're talking at weekend about it and saying that the it's not the crew problem; it's the free mod in it with the yeah. force. Like yeah, if there I mean... was some way they could put like I don't know, crew but no force. I don't know how you word it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Ban, just ban it. <laughs> no force sensitive people allowed. Yeah, no, no <laughs> Jedi allowed on this ship. It's against the law. I mean, other, other gaming systems have done where, like, um, like it's very much like, uh, it was like Warhammer Fantasy. Like, you know, certain characters had a certain allowance of points, but I think that would get far too complicated. Like, you know, you, you, could have, you could have crew up to eight points or something like that. Or, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think that's possibly too complex for our game. Um, <laughs> well, is, is it 
is it uh, an added level of complexity that we really need? No, probably not, to be fair. I mean, it's not hard to build that kind of stuff into the um, into the point system, the way that they've got variable cost for things like supernatural reflexes or, or whatever. Um, you know, having variable crew cost, you know, it's a it's a note, it's an addendum in or a or a or an N B in a in a PDF that says, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, Dooku twelve brackets sixteen for fire sprays or whatever. You know, it's just <laughs> like you know, if they really want to just make it obvious. The thing is there's so much chaff in that list that you can cut um if you really needed to keep, you know, buy points from somewhere else. It makes it less effective against the field. But you know, I think we we were chatting Tom in, in Discord or somewhere, and it's like one eight nine roughly. You can get it down to, and it still be decent. It's not brilliant at one eight nine, but it's still decent. But like, yeah, I think that's right. I think, um, yeah, it's possible, and it's not ridiculous. Not not great, but not ridiculous. Yeah. So, um, a bit of a bit of a chat about your run then, because did you you lost one game, didn't you, during the course of the of the two days? Yeah. You went, yeah, you went. I lost five, round six one. of Swift. So although it was uh, so there was forty six people, um, but the people wanted to play more X Wing. So we did six rounds plus a cut to sixteen instead of five rounds plus a cut to eight. Um, which the so we did a, a custom tournament format, which meant that there was at the end of it a bunch of was it four or five people ended up on five and one, as you were yeah, the undefeated I... player after. You were the undefeated player after the after five rounds, yeah. But after then five um... rounds, yeah. Got pared down into Dave Sutcliffe, who beat me with the, um, the rebel, like sort of jousty aces, if that's the right word. His his slightly <laughs> ridiculous list. Yeah, it's um, we'd actually spoken about it quite a lot in the build up, in in a bit of playtesting and theory crafting together, mm-hmm. and ironically, had decided between us that he had to bid under the fire sprays, <laughs> <laughs> which he did, and it was massive. Yeah, it was um. <laughs> I think I didn't play particularly well, but Dave played really well. Um, moved me around the board, stopped me getting shots, controlled Zam really well. Um, yeah. And then me, uh, Zam and Luke killed each other, mutual destruction, and Ahsoka was left happy flying around. So a good win for him. Um, but yeah, there was a bunch of us that then finished five and one. Yeah. Including <laughs> your dad. Or was he four uh, and two? He went four and two, actually. Yeah. Yeah, so he. Was, um, so he stole John Hall's list, didn't he? The three, the three big base scum list. Yeah, yeah sort of, but um, like I've, I've been, it, you know, he you actually know stole I mean. it from me. <laughs> yeah. okay. So um, that that list itself made um, the top eight at um, one of the big US events at Kyber Cup. Mm-hmm. So um, before it appeared recently. Um, I took it from there. I was really enjoying flying it and trying to get the hang with it. And uh, he, he stole it off me and then has kept flying with it, um, has enjoyed it. Fl- flew it without uh, cutthroat, so at 199. Mm-hmm. Um, and went 4-2, and two, um, which which was great. Um, dragged it back from 2-2 two and two as well, which was so... It was good to go through. Yeah. The cheeky little one-point bid just to get under those 200s. There's a lot of congestion at I-4 at the minute. And just that, yes, that little change just to give yourself the option, isn't it? <laughs> it's good. Yeah, it was It was the right choice. Yeah, good. So anyway, we've talked a little bit about how we enjoyed the, well, about Tom's run and win. And I mean, I think we might go into Dave's list a little bit more. Um, were you flying a pretty vanilla um, 
Django's arm list, was it? You know, the, the, yeah, the so standard at what, 198, something like that? Actually, I'd, I'd made the choice, and it turned out, I mean, the result's great, but the choice I made to drop to 194 was wrong, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd been testing with Treacherous and flying at 196, um, moving Lone Wolf onto Zam, Treacherous on Django. Um, and in the end, I decided that I wanted the bid more, so dropped Treacherous off. Um, and in and in reality, I just play, played beefy swarm things for most of the time, and Treacherous mm-hmm. would have been a good idea. I'll, I'll be honest, um, like, uh, when you when you posted up, I think like the night or two before on the uh, the England Discord, uh, like about Treacherous, and you were asking, I'd seen the list, so I was like, I'm not saying a thing. Yeah, because uh, because treacherous was the was the right call, but as I I can't say anything because it would have been un, un, unfair to say. So uh, yeah, it would, no. Yeah. Um, to your credit, you didn't say anything, and I made the wrong choice. Um, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a like it's a bit of a tough decision because you're not building the list to beat a specific list or a specific archetype. You're building it to try and give you the maximum opportunity against the field and i think yes. the thing that Django Zam is most worried about is aces that move after them as you've said where well, you know dave underbid you with you know an i6 and two i5s and so he had you know things moving after you and you were having to make decisions about where you were going to point your arc for example before yeah. he moved rather than being able to react to his movement um yeah absolutely so that, you know that that one ace list that actually went under you um is the thing that that did beat you in the swiss in the end um, yeah i mean arguably so... that's it's a, it's a very good point and the game that the games versus the beef it is just positional um arguably you could say that tre- like played right treacherous won't matter there either um but it just gives you a little bit more safety um yeah if you could just fly around and move them out of position and drag them to where you want them to be, um, you should win irrespective. And, and, and that's eventually what, what played out over the weekend, that mm-hmm. you can just move move beef around with a really phenomenally agile and flexible chassis, basically. Yeah. Oh, okay. <clears throat> yeah, it's... Um... It's a bit of a... It's, I, th- I suspect that this is kind of thing might be giving you, Ollie... Um... Tim, the rest of Team England, a bit of a headache now in the run-up to the XTC finals. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, so do we give Tom double sprays or do we leave Dom with his droid swarm? What are we going to do? Um, so I, I, it's, I, a nice, it's a nice problem. Yeah, it is. You know, it's a, it's, a, it's a nice issue to have, isn't it? You know, which of these amazing lists flown by very, very good players are we going to deploy into the final? Um, and it's a meta show, really, isn't it? With the XTC, if there's a points change before the final, are you going to use them, do you know? So they're locking in, like, <clears throat> I think it's about two weeks. The, the the deadline for lists for the final is like the 14th or something. Yeah, it's this weekend. Um, oh, yeah. right. So basically, once those lists are locked in for the final, then that's it. Set. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, if there's a points change between now and then, then we use the new points. But otherwise, it's... That would be amazing yeah. if it did. I mean, I don't think it will, but yeah. It's just been so interesting to see what mad lists come out. Yeah, it would be it would be absolute wild west. That's the thing yeah. because you would either be like, do we stick with the archetypes and the lists that we've got, but tweak them so that they fit, or do we look for something that's new and busted in the points 
like in the points reductions, looking straight yeah, at the points reductions and being like, how, how do you, you know, can we fit this stuff in? Um, and yeah, some people would make good choices and some people would make bad choices, but it would certainly open up the tournament, I think. <laughs> so yeah, it's, um, it's, a, it's, it's going to be good fun. So cool. Um, so, I mean, I guess, Tim, I want to, because you took over Teo in kind of last minute, Commissioner Column had a, a real life emergency, so he wasn't able to, to do the duties. Um, so you dropped from playing and um, fell back into your traditional role at the Sith Taker Open of General Marshaller of Troops. So how, how did it go from your perspective? Uh, yeah, very well. Um, you know, a big shout out to Daryl McDowell, uh, who came across to judge. Uh, he was a massive help this weekend, and uh, obviously, uh, and many of the Sith takers did help as well. With uh, we were, you know, sort of setting up at the uh, Saturday morning, and and a little bit of judging in the final round because uh, I went on to commentary with uh, Pond for the Firestorm Firecast. Um, but yeah, generally, it's. Uh, x-wing for me has always been one of my favorite sort of systems to run when i used to run multiple systems it's a very easy system to run most players are fairly experienced tournament players um so they, they know what they're doing they know about you know that once the draw goes up you go to your table you know you introduce yourself you you know deploy your obstacles and you know get set up so they can guide the sort of the inexperienced players as such uh or tournament players um, so yeah, it was real smooth. Um, you know, obviously, I had a hand in setting up the venue. Um, so I've I've got the screens there, I've got the internet, you know, everything like that. Uh, we've got we had masses of space. Like we we can host, I think, 140 X-wing players with uh with three foot of space between uh two, two mats. Um, so we but only had as much space as you need at Element, and still 140 players fitted in. Yeah, absolutely. And like you know, we um obviously we, we've you know we're coming out of COVID and lockdown, and everything like that. So we we, de we we deliberately had a reduced player cap, um, just so we could have a bit more space around the tables. Um, and it was quite nice just having some empty rows that players could just go and chill, and you know sort of chat and have a drink or you know be it a a soft drink, but you know go and have a go and chill out between the games. Um, so yeah, no, it's a really nice weekend, really relaxed. Um, it was a bit of a shark tank of a room. Um, so certainly the more, um, not competitive in a nasty way, but you know, those players that tend to go to organized play events, uh, were at, you know, at the event, we had Tin Squadron traveling up, um, Tontons coming across from Ireland with, uh, you know, some guys coming out from Scotland all across, you know, England, um so yeah it was a really uh it was a really good good event and i think that sort of showed with the the social on the saturday night um so um i booked a function room at a local pub and we had what three quarters of the event turn up yeah um which just showed that obviously you know lots of people were staying over and they just wanted to like you know enjoy the weekend so for them it was like a friday to sunday night thing and actually sort of come down and just be part of, of, of the event, be it the gaming or the social aspect. Yeah, so just looking at, um, just looking down the list, I can see, you know, there's obviously a lot of Sith takers there. There's a whole bunch from uh, Cornwall, um, Somerset, Devon. Um, so we've got people from Tin Squadron, as you said. We've also got a load of people from Vagabond Squadron as well. Um, we've got people from um, kind of up Cumbria way, um, across, you know, as far as Leicester and... Um, you know, 
like just it, it was a broad thing and i mean a bunch of the lads was... traveled from the midlands as well oh yeah yeah they did yeah um so yeah, a guy from scotland as well come down took yeah. 12 hours to get down i know because dri- driving all the way from like the outer hebrides or something basically he's like in the very very top corner of scotland is where he lives like dundee or something like that um mm. i'm trying to remember his name yeah, cr- cr- chris head. bremner wasn't it that's him yeah. bremmy yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I- I played him on TTS once and he was saying, you know, he enjoyed the podcast. So give you a shout out, Chris, um, because, you know, we it, it keeps him awake for his drive when he, he works <laughs> like about a four hour commute away from where he lives. Um, so, he you know, he, he drives and, uh, you know, then he's working for a few, di- you know, like four days and then he drives back home again. So he listens to the Sith Takers as part of that commute. So, yeah, it's um, crazy good that, you know, he came down to the event as well. But, yeah, I mean, there was what kind of 50 players ish in the end um, because of, you know, on the day drops and that kind of stuff, which is um, to be expected with the current environment. Um, but, yeah, it was an absolute absolute menace of a room and i mean i have to say i was quite proud because i was you know obviously not there um and tracking it from um the the hotel up in Dumfries, (laughs) (laughs) kind of watching as much streaming as i could get away with um while being told off um for not paying (laughs) attention to what was going on um but you know i was tracking the results coming in and there was a point i think where on day two it was uh, it got to top eight and i think the sith takers comprised six of the top eight and then four of the top, like all four of the top four were, you know, card carrying Sith takers being, you know, Tom, um, Craig, um, Reed, um, Liam Baker and Ben, who actually, you know, fair play to you, Ben, for somebody who's been saying I've not been playing and I'm not doing very well and I've not got my eye in. <laughs> you know, you, you went top BTS, four. Yes, man, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> it's different i mean it's entirely different like it it, it, you know visually and physically and you know playing the game is it's just a completely different thing because you know you've you've got a you've got the tactile nature of all of the game components you know coming back into it again um and also you know you were flying a swarm so you're having to do all of those bumps um i'd I'd also got it in my head that that i was going to meet you in the final ben (laughs) Can, can can we just take a step back though who did all your bumps for you ben (laughs) <laughs> Papa Tim. I, 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 I think it was like I, I think it was like the top eight, or was it top eight or it top sixteen? No, it was the top sixteen against Jonathan. Oh, I, I was basically bumps, weren't they? Yeah, I basically I just sat on your table, just doing all your movement for you because this okay. is like you know, come on, if you're gonna if you're gonna fly a swarm, you need to own it, you know. No, the thing is though, is like when I'm playing in an event, if it's a bit of an awkward bump and it could possibly go like. You could fall out over it, or you know, disagree. Yeah, it's yeah. easier to get a judge over, and then you two can still play a fun game and not have to worry about it. That's it. Blame me. I mean, no, I, I absolutely get it. Like you know, I mean, one thing that has been, you can almost get a bit lazy, I guess, with the game with TTS is you just click it and it puts your ship in a position and says you've bumped or not. You know, and you're just like, oh, fine. Whereas I was having to like roll back, you know, what 18, 20 months also with my my <laughs> x-wing knowledge and remember how to you know run the train tracks and get all that going so um well. yeah this is it it's, i mean like you know obviously i did I, I did it and it's just one of those things you know in, in a way you're doing a bit of your best guess you know you have got you got the marks and stuff but you know sometimes like certainly with the large ships and if they're doing hard turns and banks you know trying to work out i mean i think you had a crazy one didn't you where it was trying to yeah, work out if it cleared. That's one we got your help with. Well, that was it. We're trying to work out if it cleared the first tie fighter or not, and then as it turned, did it then clip or not? And oh yeah, it was a nightmare. But um, <laughs> yeah, we got there in the end. Um, I mean, 
took oh. three hands to try and sort it. Like three people's hands. So like yeah, yeah. Six hands. At least you didn't have me there to, you know, shrink right. it all at the very <laughs> point that everybody finally says, Yeah, they've put everything back, right? Okay, we've made all of our decisions. Everyone take your hands away carefully. And then, you know, everything literally just flies eight feet in the air because I'm within six inches of the board, you know, it's just like <laughs> What happened there? Oh, oh, Polly walked past with a glass. I mean, I, 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 you know, I will say, obviously, that Mr. Pintar did appear, but wasn't it uh, Will did a, a judge cooling, uh, calling it the uh, the 2020 That's one, didn't he? He, like, he walked over and he did, like, whatever he did was art check or whatever, did it all and was like, yeah, 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 all excited, it's in or it's not in or whatever. And as he moved his hands away from the table, just, like, properly like, knocked one of the ships off the table or whatever. It wasn't one of the ships. It's like he knocked, like, three ships over. <laughs> And he probably ruined it. The, he's like, oh. Picked up the range three range ruler and just like swept it across the board like a lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> <Basically>, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and uh, yeah, Will turned up as well, didn't he, on the Saturday night? And um, some some people didn't understand what happened if you sat up drinking with Will until one, two o'clock in the morning. They stayed um, up until um, three o'clock when the, when the pub basically told him to get out. Yeah, God bless Mike Upton. He didn't <laughs> think he was going to make it through till the next day. Like he was kind of going. I was supposed to be going home, and he was trying to find a floor to sleep on. And then he found a floor, but then he couldn't find the person who'd agreed to let him sleep on the floor in their hotel room and stuff. And it was just like, yeah. So I mean, we, we've had a, quite a lot of feedback from the guys that travelled over from Northern Ireland and from up, basically saying that they they hugely missed the community. They'd hugely like they didn't expect it. And um, I think Connor Holmes, who it was lovely to meet briefly on the Friday, I went over and a, a shout out to um, Liam uh, Baker and to Adam Freeman who gave my kid literally tons of Pokemon stuff. <laughs> like he brought over his Beyblades and some Pokemon cards, and uh, Liam and Adam just like basically sent him home with like play mats and cards and you know all sorts of stuff so he was, One of them he was a regional play mat as well weren't it it wasn't a nationals even a yeah it was, it was like a, 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 a na- yeah it was a nationals greninja play mat that are apparently like rocking horse poo um uh, now, I feel, now, I feel... now my boy's learning to play on it so uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's awesome. like it's it's genuinely awesome he's so happy well don't uh, let him get too attached to that mat because i could just see him turn up to like his first op event at a shop or whatever with that mat and then everybody would be like, "All oh, right, I really need to go hardcore on this kid." <laughs> no, we've we've got we've got a blue a blue ultimate guard one as well. He can take to the shops for the first few times he goes. It's all good. Um, so yeah, no, we we went over and I, I bumped into or or caught caught up with Connor, um, who obviously we've been speaking to for a year and a half online, but had never met in person. So it was it was lovely to see him and and Ben as well as uh, as Liam and Adam. Um, and we just kind of chilled out for a couple of hours. Me. Oh no, it was nice. Like, <laughs> it was it was so nice actually that neither of us were that mean to each other for the entire time. You know, we're never really like, oh. that mean to each other in real life. It's just no, me. not really. Um, <laughs> but no, it was it was lovely. And I think Connor said a phrase. He said it's like it was like going to a wedding where he actually liked everybody there. Because like, <laughs> he, and he drank for like nineteen hours solidly on the Friday, oh. and then went and made cuts on the Saturday, even though he was rough as a dog's arse it was yeah it was, it was um, also connor's um first sort of in real life x-wing event no he's played no, he's, oh, he's no played big, big one but yeah. he's never done any events yeah he's never done big ones he's done little tournaments and stuff Probably, in, from what he was saying me, this was his big first big event ah, he really go. started playing online yeah and he's uh he's yeah he's done well i mean he got top 16 he lost in top 16 but mm. 
So, I mean, he was flying Procket Barons, so he deserves everything that happens to him, to be entirely was He was millimetres away from winning that game as well. Was he? Yeah, he was. It was against the Dash, yeah. He almost blocked Dash off the board at one point and then also just narrowly missed a Procket by millimetres and it it really could have gone either way. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Although, I won't lie, I was much happier to see the Dash in the top four (laughs) than uh, the top eight, sorry, than... uh, the pocket barons. <laughs> yeah, that was that, a that, yes. I was a bit. I was a bit astonished to see that dash list at all because it was dash Ahsoka and Hero, wasn't it, or something like yeah, that? Yeah, must... it was dash Jake and Wedge, I think. Oh, was it? Oh, cool. No, that dash that, Ahsoka no, Wedge. Dash Ahsoka Wedge, that's it. Oh yeah, because Ahsoka feeding... um, flown really well. Yeah, Ahsoka feeds dash actions though, doesn't doesn't she? Yes, yeah. that's what she's I there think, for. Didn't you play that on stream, Tom, as well? Yeah, that's the um, the top eight is on stream, yeah. Oh, that's disgusting. Outmaneuver, wedge in an A-wing. Oof. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter if he's only rolling two reds if you don't get to roll greens, does it? <laughs> yeah, he didn't shoot in our game. Did he not? Spent too long running away? Uh, no. You know, he only lasted two turns. Oh, I suppose he's only, you know, if he's got one focus token and you're just moving two ships after him, you can just kill box him and t- eat one shot. He, or um, even boost past him when he moves in. It was one of those moments where he was deciding on the barrel roll, um, and if he barrel rolls and I slow roll, I just park next to him. Yeah. And he decided not to barrel roll. I'd gone three forward, moved, um, jammed his focus off, and then he died. Yeah. Disgusting. Um, but actually, it, it it is a good quarterfinal. Dash um, Dash does some real hurt before he uh, before he gets trapped. I mean, that's trick shot. That's five dice coming out of dash, pretty much. Well, most turns. I've I've played against that version of dash, like Bistan, trick shot, perceptive co-pilot, and it's just disgusting. <laughs> you are just, like, spending the entire time going, oh, oh. Yeah, it's oh. A, uh, it was a good game, Matt. It was, um, it was different. It wasn't, some, like you say, not something you'd expect. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's neat, neat. I mean, yeah, just looking down the list as well, I was actually surprised... By the variety of lists that were in there, you know, because I guess if you've been watching a lot of TTS games, there's a lot of people running, you know, stuff that isn't necessarily um, like easy to field in person. So, you know, yeah. you do get a lot of people flying the, the, the Baron, you know, the six Baron Swarm, which is hard to field in person. And, you know, like, I don't know what else people have been sticking down, but the variety of lists was was pretty good. Like, you know, a couple of Malorous Swarms, obviously, with well, Liam and Ben. Well, did you, um, did you actually see the, um, the faction pie chart? It's, it's practically like seven even chunks. There's a, there's a slight, um, was it the, I think Resistance might have been, the, yeah, might have been the highest showing. Uh, resistance but, and Scum are very close. Nine ap- Actually, both the same, nine apiece. Yeah, but yeah, for- yeah it's quite even. Yeah, it's a it's a good even split. I mean, for, first order separatists and we're a little bit lower, but yeah, it's um it's a good spread of, of things. And I mean, like I do want to touch briefly on um, Dave Sutcliffe's list because it was a very interesting concept, I think, that he's put together. Um, so do you want to hit we, the top sixteen then and go through that? Well, should we rattle through the top sixteen really quick? So we've talked about Tom's list. We don't really need to talk about Tom's list anymore. You're going Sam, from the top that... on the bottom. Let's go from. Should we go from the bottom? What's the who's yeah. the bottom of the top? Uh, Matt Cook. Cool. So he's got 
four blue squadrons and four blue squadrons with BBs. Yeah, with BBs, C3PO and Rose. That's a really solid squad. That's just yeah, a really solid squad. He threw it well as well. Um he got quite an interesting opening, which um I guess you played which it. worked quite well and, and made life a little bit tricky in that um top sixteen game. Um I thought he did I thought he he, he did fly it well. He he unfortunately misjudged a block on a boost and that was probably the game there and then, but otherwise he he flew that really well and it was interesting. Yeah, I think the BB Astromechs are because they're one point on those T70s. The, the T70 yeah. is 41, the BB makes it up to 42. And then there's 198 points with Rose with C3PO. So she can coordinate all sorts of jam for them, just like rolling around behind, giving the one with the best shot of target lock focus or whatever. Um, and then, yeah, they can get into some really nifty angles using the BBs before they move. So, like, it's it can be chunky as well, aren't they? I flew some yeah. of the week and they, they just last that turn or two longer than you expect yeah yeah i mean they've got seven health behind two greens and the thing that these things lack is heroic because you can't buy heroic into this list because <laughs> they don't get it get it at i1 they have to get i3 to get it but yeah <laughs> i mean it's I've, I've used this list a couple of times um just messing about and it is great and i know Funwalk has been flying it um for germany um in the xtc and he didn't do well but he's been tearing up kyber and various gold squadron events and stuff with it as well which is why they they got him to fly it for resistance so it's a really solid squad but it's also it's surprisingly effective but it is also one of those great squads that you can hand to a new person and say here's a great way for you to learn tons of different concepts about how the, the game works um but you know it's all fairly forgiving and it's all from yeah. dark locked but you know there's a coordinate there there's Bit, bit of jank, bit of pre-move repositioning, bit of post-move repositioning, linked actions, all that kind of stuff to think about. So, yeah, it's a good, it's a great list. That uh, look at James Lansdale, who has a brilliant squad name. If nothing else, I I have control now. <laughs> so he's gone for Apple with a dorsal turret and trick shot. So that's a pretty meaty um, side art shot if he gets it off. Forlom with fearless Ketsu with Fearless and the caster title and on car plot, just naked in a quad jumper. So I'm surprised just a... Tom didn't get this on stream because he has a soft spot for Ketsu and uh, a Lancer anyway. Well, it, was on, yeah. it was on stream twice. Was it? Yeah, <laughs> and and because uh, oh, I think I picked it twice and uh, I will say big thanks to James for coming on stream and everybody that did come on stream because uh, I think James may have lost both the games on stream. So apologies for that stream curse, but um, uh, no, I think there's a couple of games that hopefully Firestorm will be uploading at some point. Um, but yeah. yeah, they'll be on there. They'll be on their YouTube channel. Um, in time, they're on Twitch. I watched them on Twitch this morning as well. Yeah, so they're on Twitch for now, um, and then they'll be on Twitch for a couple of weeks, and then eventually, yeah. um, Nick, when once Pond gets the laptop back to Nick, Nick will stick <laughs> them on the YouTube channel. I suspect so. But yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't understand how that list works, but so that means it would definitely beat me if I played against it because I just look at that and go, I don't understand. Um, Cavill hits like a truck. Ketsu is tractoring people, yeah. or stressing them. Forlom is handing stress back off to other people, and then they've got fearless. Uncar's the, the one where you bump, you pass the tractor off in yeah yeah everything at range zero of him at yeah. the start of some phase or other i can't it's a tractor yeah i can't remember who's playing i'm not sure if it was richard king or not um but i walked over to the table it was against the resistance list 
and the resistant ships had so many tokens on them like tractor tokens stress tokens and like and as i was sort of leaving as like, oh yeah uh, sort of end of the tunnel whenever it is uh fall on passes that stress over as well to jess so you know so like uh yeah that's 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 all the control not just the tractor it's uh, you know passing that stress off forcing them to do you know the blue maneuvers or you know not yeah. a, not able to do like k turns and talent rolls stuff like that yeah pretty good like I was thinking when I read I have control now, I was thinking it was going to be full of ion and all sorts of stuff, but it's not. It's it's majoring into the kind of the stress control, and then Cavill's just a hammer floating mm. around the outside. Just if he gets in range two of you with his dorsal turret, he's rolling five dice or some absurd number. You don't see yeah. a lot of Cavill anymore, do you? You used to see a lot of him at the start when you used to have the um, the four horsemen. Yeah, that's right. Mm. He was in. He was a he was a shoeing on that because you could put um, hand gunner on him for like two points yeah. or whatever it was. <laughs> just do whatever he wanted um so next one um chris bremner uh so we talked about him earlier bremmy um so we've seen this list that he's he's been using a couple of times in american events and i know steve bolton from the vagabonds was was using it um and won a store championship down in bristol with it a couple of weeks ago i played steve with this game this yeah list. So you can talk to me about this list because I don't understand why it's as good as it is so this is the list that has caused the fortressing palava in america everybody having a big um complaint about the fact that the this can just park in a corner never go anywhere and technically not break the fortressing rules um so it's it's bosk anyway in a in the 666 with cutthroat zamwessel gamut key greedo and false transponder codes so we've talked in previous episodes about all of the good um scum crew so why not just put them all on bosk um, then Joy Rekoff with Cutthroat and Ion Torpedoes. So Joy's the one who can spend a charge off an equipped torpedo to effectively get like an outmaneuver effect. Yeah. Um, so to reduce your green dice by one. And then um, Cutthroat gets it back, obviously. Yep. And then Genesis Red um, in an M3A interceptor, so in the Skick, with Cutthroat and Proton Torpedoes. So that's the one that, when it gets a lock, also acquires all of the green tokens that the ship has already yeah, all got. All the focus or so, evades. It doesn't yeah. work on um, calculate. That's right. So focus and evade. So basically, if that ship is moving after you and you take a focus, it flies in, locks you, and gets lock focus, and then launches a proton torpedo at you. Um, and then Lando Calrissian in the escape craft for free calculates. Well, 29 points cost of calculating. It's um, a... Um, it's a... Uh, oh, God. Coordinate. And then if if there's nothing good to coordinate, it's also a double modified shot. Yeah, because Lando's ship ability, Lando's pilot yeah. ability is that he can take a stress to re-roll, isn't it? Yeah, re-roll blanks. Yeah. So that's pretty um, good. It's why when I played Steve, I took um, evades with my TIE fighters when his Genesis Red was coming in. Mm-hmm. Just so he couldn't have a fully modified proton torpedo. <laughs> so the the thing with this list is that um, obviously you want to kill Bosk because he's you know seventy four points and there's an awful lot of pain and hurt coming out of Bosk. The problem with this with with or or the way that it's been flown um, stateside in quite a few tournaments and it was in the last is it was the last no it was the Lone Star Open the one that they did mm. in in person um was basically they they set up in a fortress where everything could just one forward or one hard into Bosk um and it just all sat stationary in the corner because the way that you beat this list is by getting behind Bosk and killing him right um so what if Bosk just never leaves his corner. Um, and he doesn't break the fortressing rules because ev- you have to fully execute a maneuver, and Bosk has a stop on his dial. So every couple of turns, he just stops. And 
or breaking the fortress in rules. So, yeah, there's um, a certain level of gaming that I don't think I would ever be able to do um, I mean, involved in playing the list in that way. I've flown against this list, or a Bosk, similar Bosk sort of style list. I think I hit it three times over the weekend. And mm-hmm. I think people, no one really, no one fully fortress. They took a couple of stalling turns, like, like maybe two. But, I mean, I was only doing two forward with my TIE fighter, so I was also stalling, but just in a different way. You know, I, th- I, mean, I feel like it's just picking out where people are going to be because Bosk really... Most games, Bosk only gets one good pass through, really, before you can get behind. Well, against my list anyway. Um, once I'm, and then I can get behind him and he's done for. But, you know, if you can't just charge him through, are you going to lose? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's different. Like, sorry, Tom, go on. I was just saying, yeah, you know, you've got... There's a balance, isn't there? I think you're probably about to make the same point. There's a, there's a balance between the two, just sitting and never moving to... Not a cool idea, but at the same time, rushing Bosk in to to lose is also probably a poor plan. Yeah, I mean, a, a, a similar thing is that we we um when we had Tom Fields end on a few episodes ago, and he's been flying Ray wings like Ray two A wings for ages, and he's like what the only person who's done. To turn this into a resistance conversation. <laughs> no, it's, not, it's 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 not at all because it's it's relevant to the list because Ray is one of those ships that if she gets trapped, she dies. Right. Um, yeah. And she gets trapped if you if you catch which lane she's going into, and you and you cluster that lane with ships, and so you can you know start to block her and you know start to put you know multiple shots onto her and not give her room to maneuver. And what Tom was saying was, if you stall Ray for a few turns in the corner, you can see what way the opposition is going, and then you can turn Ray into a different lane so that she doesn't get stuck in the lane where she's going to get um, absolutely beasted by everybody. Um, so yeah, it's um, it's exactly the same thing, and you know, you can inch Ray up the board, um, over the course of about four or five turns by you know one Harding and barrel rolling A wings, and you know just doing that kind of stuff. You can sit in the corner for three or four turns, but eventually, you know, the sh- the ship is moving slightly. I think the thing with this one is that you know it's it's just sitting absolutely static because everything's got a one forward or a one hard dialed in whatever it needs for it not to bump. Uh, um, not to to free up the bump but you know then there is a separate set set of moves that can be done that just releases it into the formation that you know they want it to be in so yeah i think you're absolutely right tom it's not great if you're just sitting in the corner and refusing to play the game and i know that at the lone star open there was a few games that went to kind of you know an hour before anybody actually um out. yeah we'll we'll keep talking and he'll come back again just like he did um, so there was a few games in the Lone Star Open that, you know, players like Nathan Idy just refused to go and play in the Bosque side of things. And they were like, well, I'll just move my Jedi Aces up and down over on this side of the board because I've got a better chance of winning a final salvo than I have of flying into your fortress. So That was my plan if anyone did. I was just going to go up my edge, turn around and come back again and just yeah. mess about on my side until they come and play with me. Yeah, with your 14 dice final salvo, you can't yeah, break that and engage. So <laughs> on that, that's the thing, isn't it? But um, but so anyway, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, let's let's not talk about that anymore. It'll be interesting to see if anybody does anything about it. Because at the minute, I hope they don't, just... just because there's an outrage in America about it, because nowhere else has had problems with. Yeah, anything. I just think no like one's that... won anything sitting in the corner. No, yeah. it's not. 
it's not a it's not a major problem. I think people are overacting. Yeah, my my concern is that the overreaction is is going to lead to the people who are marshalling the events to and um, putting in interim floor rules that basically try and force people to to joust or force people to come out and engage. Well, well that's it. Than... Yeah, I was going to say we we were asked specifically for our event how are we dealing with the fortressing rule, and my response was by folding the tournament rules. Yeah. So it's like it's it's a perfectly valid tactic within the rules as long as you follow the caveats of at least one ship must like fully execute a maneuver. So that, that's it. As long as you're doing that, then it is not illegal. Um, so you need to learn how to you know play against it. Yeah, float into range three and pop half points and then disappear off again. That's the <laughs> or, anyway. or or like you say, take take it to final salvo if you roll more dice. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. So we'll we'll, we'll move on from the fortune discussion because it's been done to death on the the American podcasts, and we don't need to bore everybody by talking about it for three hours or mm. being overly opinionated on it. Um, but anyway, um, so next next list up is um, is Rich King, um, who's a, a Sith taker who was agonising for ages about what he could play because he really wanted to make cut and do well. And we said to him, "Fly resistance jousting beef," and you should make cut with resistance jousting beef. And lo and behold. He made cut with resistance. No, like I played him in element and he was <laughs> he was um very in between Republic Aces with like Anakin and Ubi and Ahsoka, I think, and Resistance Joystin Beef. And I was like, if you so want to make was, cut He was set on Ray Wings and I told him that that was the wrong choice. And yeah. then smashed so him. And then made him trying to play Ray Go on. I was saying you're right, he was trying to play Ray. We spoke a fair bit in the run up to the event and um, I think everyone was pushing him in the direction of the jousting list. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a list that makes cut. It it struggles to win events because it struggles against you know some of the you know once a beef list fails to outbeef something, then it's got no plan B, right? It's you yeah. know it's all it's all at initiative two or three. Um, so you know you come up against well-flown imperial aces or well-flown um, zamgo or double sprays of of any form, um, or you know. Or, or if your dice crap out against another jousting list or something like that, or or any of the discipline swarms, something like that, it might struggle into, but it gets you cut. Um, he was, uh, you know. he was absolutely over the moon to make. He cut. was. He was tearing he was over up. the moon. It was good so to see. Happy. It was really cool to see, actually. Yeah, it was. He's been he's been pumping for a long time to try and get into a cut. So I'm glad that he's found a list that's actually worked for him and got him in there. So and he also went um undefeated in the uh hyperspace list um, yeah. the following day using something completely different. So I usually apologize for him, but well done mate, you did well. <laughs> yeah, well done, Rich. Uh, so the next one is uh, the Republic list. Um so three arcs with R4P Astromax. So they're the ones that that's just that. improve your dial slightly. Uh, and yeah. crit, what's, what's crit it it's the um, R4P uh, two charges, and you can turn a basic maneuver. You can make a basic maneuver um, easier. So oh, red right. to red to so like on an arc, it gives you uh, white three hards and three banks and stuff like that. Whatever they're they've got some fairly standard moves that are red or white, and it, it just opens up your dial after K turns and things like that as well. So I just don't recognize it at all. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's um, it's like one point or two points or something because it's right. less used than the the standard R four. But yeah, it's um, allows you to make some moves easier. It's pretty good. Um, and then crit meme, um, Obi Wan Kenobi, 
So um, the R7A7 oh. auto blasters marksmanship combo, but with patience. Um, 190, 10 point bid, but mm. beef and ace, what's not to like? It's a very you list, isn't it? Oh, I mean, it's a, yeah. You, you I, definitely fly that. I, I actually have it in my in my options for going to board and drum next weekend, but not this version because I don't own three arc models. So I'm I'm putting a a, a lat in and seventh fleet gunner so that you can get four dice attacks at range three with the arcs or um, give will be um, big big dirty attacks with even out of out of bullseye. But um, yeah, um, it's it's I mean it's it's very similar to um, what a lot of people are flying in Republic at the moment because it's you know. It's a really solid, it's a really solid archetype, right? You you turn after yeah. the flanking Obi Wan Kenobi, and you've got three arcs blasting into you, um, or you go after the yeah, arcs, and you're still dealing with three arcs, and Obi Wan Kenobi's behind you doing free crits. So you know, what's your choice? Gonna be? <laughs> <laughs> you know, which particular poison do you want? And you know it's he's done well. Ace mini swarm, isn't it? Really, and I know you've not yeah. got as much as usual mini swarm, but you've got the beef in there as well. Yeah, I really like that. Actually, I might put that yeah. in my bag. <laughs> yeah, I might have to go and buy another Arc One Seventy. Oh no, I've lent my Arc to someone else. I can't. <laughs> I haven't seen them since lockdown. We might as well be theirs now. <laughs> <laughs> Just give you an excuse to get on eBay and buy another job lot. Eh? <laughs> There's been nothing good. I've been looking. I know. <laughs> you know how I like to waste my money on things I don't need. Yeah. So here's so the next one. Um, we've we've talked briefly about Connor. Um, Connor's list. Connor Holmes. Um, so he lovely flew painted ships as well. Yeah, he had a lovely paint job on his ships. He was showing them off before and after and during and everything all over the internet. So um, <laughs> I wouldn't mind. But, he didn't even do it himself. No, he did. He did them himself, and then he wasn't happy, so he gave them to a mate who went, "Oh yeah, not a bad job," and then sprayed white paint all over them, and then did them in five minutes to look amazing. So, um. Hate talented people, um, but four four disciplined procket um, barons and two disciplined thread tracer barons, and it's a really simple list. It comes in at one nine eight, and it's incredibly effective. So, I mean, it is what it is, and it was not much to go into. He's done really well with them, though. Um, yeah, you know, he has put the, the time and practice in. He's made like I think he made was it top four in the yeah. most recent, no, one of the gold squadron events. You know, he has been practicing with them. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a lot of nuance to it. It is a fairly straightforward list, but, you know, there's stuff like, um, you know, with disciplines, you can take, a, isn't it a target lock or a barrel roll, but the the barons can barrel roll into a linked focus. So yeah, even like if, you, if you shoot, if you kill one, then the ones that don't currently have bullseye on something can barrel roll into a focus and get bullseye and suddenly launching prockets at you, um, which might be double modded because... The people with thread tracers have taken a focus and now they've got a lock and they pop a thread tracer and now you've suddenly got double modded prockets to worry about as well as everything else. So yeah, there's a it's it's a difficult list to engage because you, you almost don't want to kill ships, but they're worth so little that you you're trying to pick the turns when things are stressed so that they can't proc disciplined when they die. And oh it's just He also yeah, made it, it really difficult for me because we, I faced him in the fifth round and he beat me. And then I had to really try in the last round. I was hoping for an easy game that didn't matter because I knew I'd already made cut. <laughs> <laughs> I 
If only you'd realised that by going four two, you were guaranteed cut because we're three three got in as well. I mean, I already, I already had realised this. That's why I wanted to win that last game. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's um, that that's a, one of the meta meta bogeymen. I think that's you know you yeah. see floating around. Um, then the next one, kind of th- this list genuinely interests me. So it's it's Dave Sutcliffe, so stay on the leader blog, and he's a, a member of the Sith Takers as well. Um, Wedge Antilles with just foils. Luke Skywalker, 84 points of Luke Skywalker. Uh-huh. Proton Torpedoes, R2 Astromech, Shield Upgrade, as well as foils. And then Ahsoka Tano, 55 points with Concussion Missiles. So Wedge at 54, Ahsoka at 55, Luke at 84, a seven-point bid. Um, Very similar to a, a list he did well with at the, towards the end of 1.0, though, isn't it? You remember yeah, you mean, used to play it for a while. Which one? It was like, oh, I can't remember it now. I'm sure it was like a load of proton torpedoes or something. And then oh, it was probably uh, a 95 that made you let you do Oh, yeah, yeah. But, I can't uh, yeah, remember. Cra- yeah, the, the, yeah, the Kraken, Aaron Kraken plus a bunch yeah, of Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that had a um, wedge with, a, with BB-8 because he could, Keeping, I can't remember the list, but yeah, I remember. No, what you I mean. Um, that was like a four ship uh, rebel slash resistance, whatever first version, uh, first yeah. edition list. But I mean, this is this is pure triple aces, isn't it? This is like imperial aces, but done by rebels. So, yeah, I mean, it, I, I can't think of any really other way to describe it. Sorry, what was that, Tom? They they punch quite hard. I think that's the trick. Yeah, yeah um, I mean, they do. They are ace. They are aces. It's it's five five six, but. It comes in with quite a punch as well. You haven't got to just do the 80 thing. You can actually just go, well, actually, I'm just going to hit you really hard in this first pass as well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Proton yeah. Torpedoes look Skywalker. They're double modded because he's got force. So, yeah. And he can spend it because he gets it back for free. Wedge, you always have to deal with because it's Wedge. Ahsoka can be throwing extra actions to Wedge, so he's getting double modded shots out of the out of the tubes in the first one. Oh, and then she's sitting... Yeah, or she can double mod her own concussion missiles when when they come in, so she's getting three dice attacks at all ranges. So, yeah, I mean, well, me, me and I spent quite a lot of time talking. Yeah, in the um in the run up, we spent quite a bit of time chatting. So I won't I won't say too much about it in case we get another one of these wonderful blog posts, um <laughs> about the the choices leading up to the event. But you know the um there were other options and I think Wedge was a, was a good choice and fitted in really well and fundamentally got Luke to end game. Yeah. And that that's the tactic here, isn't it? You've got an 84 point ship with regen that it, it's very obvious yeah. that he's, he's there to stay alive. And like, and like you say, it's difficult to ignore Wedge. Yeah. So if you, if you turn and go for, for Luke, then Wedge hurts you the whole time that Luke's running. And you you just end up probably losing hard because Luke can run yeah. really effectively. You know, you're closing the foils and you're boost focusing and then you've got two force and a focus. And Ahsoka and Wedge are putting the hurt into whatever it is that she's Absolutely. Like. So, yeah. It's completely Absolutely. different from everything I've seen in practice as well. It was all Imperials and First Orders that he was practicing. Oh, yeah. That's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he had an assault. And he had some lovely painted chips as well that he was showing. Yeah, really, really nice. Really nice. Really, really good. job on them. Um, so yeah, so well done, Dave. I mean, that was—I was not expecting when he was talking through the list. He he said that he was um, he was looking for something that he was going to enjoy because it was you know the first event and he didn't want to go in with a super try-hard mentality. And um, I think he only lost 
one game on day one, which was against Chris. Um, oh, his name's gone. The Cornish people. Burnett. Burnett. Chris Burnett. That's it. Um, he was flying Ray Venny. Um, and that was, you know, Dave said he he missed an obvious barrel roll at one point that would have saved one of his ships, and instead that ship got annihilated, and he got really cross with himself because he made that one mistake. But you know, other than that, he went five one on, Dave's on an day one. Player, though, isn't he, to be fair, yeah, he is. No, he, he, is. he consistently does well. Yeah, yeah, especially at Element, which is um, good. Um, you know, mm. but he got. Um, did he win? Store champs at IQ or come second. I think he won it, didn't he? We had him on to chat about it afterwards. It was a like over a year ago, obviously because of COVID. But yeah, so I, lo- I mean, I really like that list, but I don't think I'd be able to fly it. Like I would just my no, spider sense that. is terrible for aces. Like my look would evaporate in the second engagement, and then I'd be trying to win it with wedge and Ahsoka, and it just wouldn't work. Like, right? I'm eighty four nil down after twenty minutes. How do we win this? <laughs> Pro tip, you don't. (laughs) So um, next one, um, John Hall. Um, So we talked about this list um, last week. It's the the Lando Asajj Bosk list. Um, Yeah, so John's recently moved to Manchester and he's he's joined the Sith Takers, which is amazing um, to have uh, another player coming up. Um, And uh, hopefully we're going to, well, hopefully I'll get a chance to meet him in person as well um, soon. Um, He's a really nice guy, actually. Yeah, lovely guy. I played him on Friday night in the in the run up to the event, and it was um it was lovely to meet him and get a game with him beforehand. Yeah, it's just... I, I'd never met him, although we sort of spoke a little bit. I think in the group chat, I'd never yeah. actually met him in person. Yeah, so I mean, his um his his TTT thing says that he's vagabond slash hexiled. So I know he's played a lot on hexiled, and he's part of that um online community, and he's obviously travelled up from um well moved up for, to Manchester from somewhere in the southwest. So. Yeah, another great, um, great club down there. You know, I know the um, the Greenaways were at um, were at the event with the um, Richard and his two his two lads, um, as well as Steve and a whole bunch of other vagabonds. So, yeah, I mean, we don't need to talk about Lando Asajj Bosk, do we? Again, we talked about it a couple of weeks. Maybe a little bit later on, because we're going to probably talk about it again. Yeah. So th- there's that one. Um, Adam Freeman's list. I I love this list. I've used it a couple of times or something very similar to it. I think so it's fantastic. Top eight now as well, mate. Yeah, we're in top eight. Fantastic. So, um, so Adam beat Dave Sutcliffe in top eight. Um, yeah. So, basically, he's got Kulby Sperado. So he's a T sixty five X wing. In case you're not paying attention, with R four astromech and false transponder codes, you'd be forgiven for not not hearing of him because he's not very common. Um, I was waiting for you to tell me what he did. <laughs> so he's he's the guy who, after he does a boost or a barrel roll, can flip his foils token. Um, so you can close your foils with him. Um, do a do a move, then a then a focus link boost. Then open your foils so that you're always getting your three red, uh, your three red dice. Um, comboed with Wedge Antilles in an A-wing, Jake Farrell in an A-wing, Harris and Dulla in an A-wing, and Arvel Crinid in an A-wing with Intimidation and Starboard Slash. So you know Arvel's out there blocking things, reducing their agility by one, maybe two with Starboard Slash the turn. You know, possibly you never know, um, or you know, throwing out. Green dice debuffs all over the place. Hera and Jake are throwing action economy all over the place, and Wedge is a little hammer. And then that A wing, uh, that X wing, sorry, can keep up with the A wings because he's got getting, you know, 
focus link boost every turn and you can do that before he moves to put him into some funky positions as well which is nice um so yeah i i love this list I've, as i said i've used something very similar a little bit um for the last couple of times i've been playing on tts and it's great fun um it gen genuinely is an enjoyable list to fly whizzing a wings around is always amazing so i don't know did you did you play against this at all anyone no i guess not no cool <laughs> Yeah, I mean, no, I, I played Adam Adam with it in the run-up because he was trying it out because he'd had the idea. And I was like, right, I'm stealing that. Um, so unfortunately, I can't take it to Born and Brum next weekend because Adam will be there and he'll probably be wanting to fly it. And I'll be like, yeah, I'm not flying your list against you at the tournament at your home store. No. You're all right. <laughs> but I'll get something else going. But yeah, it's really good. Those A-Wings are great. And the good thing about this list is that the um, the pack comes with four copies of the um, the config for A-Wings. So if you want to, you can trade some upgrades out and uh, run this using the uh, using the config so you can shoot out your butt as well. I like that. Um, next one, we've talked about Ben Saunders with Dash and two A-Wings. So well done, Ben, but we're not going to talk about your list twice. <laughs> um, and then Mike Upton, five trade federation... <laughs> No, four Trade Federation drones, a hyena bomber with thread tracers, and a fairly lightweight at 93 points Sam Wessel with treacherous Dooku, thermal detonators, and false transponder codes. This was my game in top eight as well. And you beat him in top eight, did you? Oh, no, he got top yeah. four, did he? Oh, no, no, sorry. No, no. Top eight. Yeah, I got top eight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Um, um, yeah, it was a relatively quick game. He, he made a mistake with Zam, and I punished him for it. Um, was it the mistake he made with Zam going out drinking with Will Pintor until 3am? No, because, do you know, he <laughs> he played the swarm really well. Like, yeah. he caught me off guard with his swarm. But then his Zam was coming down the back, and I called him on it that I thought he was going to come in, and he did. And I basically pointed my whole swarm at Zam. Um, his Zam come in, I was moving after him. Moved my Malarus in, jammed his focus away, then killed Zam. I'd already killed a uh, trade um vulture mm -hmm. and he was just like there's no point now we'll call it <laughs> yeah so it's like a 20 minute game okay and that gave him the opportunity to go home and sleep no he stayed he, he sort of sobered oh. up at the start of our game i actually oh. thought he was gonna die because um, <laughs> i was asking him i was like are you all right dude you know do, do you want to play <laughs> he, look, he looked awful but then when the game started he said he, he started to feel a lot better and he yeah. was you know, he, he was he flew the little mini swarm really well. There's there's pictures of him looking like he's regretted <laughs> no. every single one of his life choices. <laughs> well, it was a little little bit of um, gamesmanship from Darren Granger, wasn't it? Because Darren finished seventeenth, so just missed out on cut. So he, uh, I, I, I think, uh, possibly the best way for him to make get into cut was to uh, make sure Michael was well hydrated, or at least uh, one of the top sixteen was. <laughs> Forget you're too drunk, you can't make it. Let's go. Let's go. But, but, right. but Michael showed Darren up by not only getting drunk, but also making the cut. So well done, Michael. Yeah, well done, Michael. That was, uh, was an amazing result for Michael as well. Um, so um, next is um, Ollie Williams, who we kind of know from um, chatting online and stuff. So thank you, Ollie, for coming up to, to the event. Um, he's blown Rebel Alliance. And it's a bit of a, a thing that was a thing on the online about a year ago or so. Um, so you get Wolf Warrow in a gunship, in an Aussie Tuck gunship, with Intimidation and Zeb. You get Dutch Vander in a Y-Wing with Concussion Bombs, 
uh, uh, an R for Astromac, Ion Torpedoes, and a Dorsal Turret. You get Jake Farrell for Action Economy and an A-Wing, and then you get Janors with Mouldy Crow, and you get Wolf Waro shooting five or six dice. Um, and you basically smash Wolf Waro into something to intimidate it, then you shoot it with Zeb at the same time. And you've got double mods because Jake's giving you a focus and Dutch is giving you a target lock. How's that feel? It hurts. Yeah, and it's then... like a mini, um, a mini bosk, isn't it? Yeah, he's like a proton rocket every turn, basically. I um, think until you kill Broly, him. Um, when he got knocked out, it was hard work. Was it? Sorry, it was hard work to play against. Yeah, did you play him? Yeah, I played him in um, round four on the Saturday, and um, it did just felt like an age to die. Yeah. yeah. But when he did, the list fell apart. Yeah, yeah I mean, the, 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 there's a few sneaky tricks with it, like, um, you know, Janors can give Jake um, the, the bonus red dice, and suddenly yeah. the, oh, it's just an A-wing at range one, suddenly becomes, oh, it's doing four dice double modded at range one. I don't like that much. You know, <laughs> it's, yeah, there's a, there's a, a few, like, spicy little things in it. But, yeah, it, it is a... It is a 200-point gun. It all goes into powering up Wolf Waro, and you've got to trade Wolf Waro for the majority of the rest of the of the other list. Um, yeah, against, so... against my list specifically, you needed the 180 arc. Yeah. I think, um, as well, with his cut game against Liam, so so Ian's knocked him out of list, out of cuts quite a few times now. Three, three well, times in a row. I've stopped him getting into cuts a lot as well. And I feel like from watching... Sort of, Playing my own game, but looking over it, I feel like he got in his own head a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, it decided he'd lost before he even started. I mean, that might not be true because I didn't ask him, but he just looked like it was, you know, he'd already decided his fate. Mm -hmm. but, I mean, having, playing against Liam can, you know, have that effect on people. Well, he, he is one <laughs> ugly man. <laughs> uh, we're mean because we like him. He knows I love him. <laughs> I mean, the next two lists, I mean, is, is yourself, Ben and Liam, and you flew yeah, identical yeah. Malarus swarms, and you got paired in the first round, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, we just jousted each other. Yeah, so was that decided on the roll-off when whichever no. one of you took first player and no, got tokens? Kind of. So we set up, we did the roll, and we basically was like, right, um, hits, you go second, the rest, you go second. We did that, and then we set all our ships up and then put the rocks on the other side of the board and just flew at each other. <laughs> And uh, really, Ian won, but, but there was a there was a time in it that it looked like I was going to win, and I had no shouldn't have win winning because I was the one having to shoot and get strained before I was shot. Mm -hmm. but, oh, so you took first player, so you were getting tokens, <laughs> but then you were getting strained. I mean, you say took it, I didn't get a choice in the matter. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you can just roll paint, and then you don't get strained, do you? But no, but because like, I always think that going first in that might be better because you no, at least have focus tokens no no you want to go only... okay because like i strain. so I'll, I'll tell you my theory is if you get a focus token and then say half of your ships end up strained because they roll blanks and you re-roll them with malarus then he focuses on one of your ships only one of those only one of those shots is a strain shot and then you're back up to three greens and you've still got focus tokens probably or maybe and then he's, if he wants to maximize the use of the strain, he's then splitting fire. 
so he can't focus fire on things. But, so, but it's over the course of the entire game, Rich. So every turn, yeah. every turn he can pick on one. That yes, it will only be strained for the first shot. But every turn, one of those tie fighters is going to roll one less dice. I know, but then in my head, I just think like I get it. I get or, the concept, but I can't I mean, decide whether I, I want to focus. I'm telling you, it's worse to have the yeah. strain. Or, 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 <laughs> or, or, or even Malarus will be strained for two or three turns of shooting. And yeah. yeah, takes a lot more. It, it's it, it's hard for me to break the. You should get focus tokens where you can. So in a yeah. in a mirror match of swarms, you want to be moving first so that you can get your tokens and block them, um, rather than being blocked and rolling on modified shots, basically. And it's it's hard to break that kind of learned behavior if it makes sense. You're also the, banking on the fact that you definitely guess right with the blocks. Yeah, you know, you guess wrong one time, and it's like, oh, cool. Well, that kind of sucks now. And and the, and the yeah. blocks probably only really matter for that second engagement, where you know you're sort of engaging at range three, maybe range two. Then the you know the first swarm moves in for those blocks, but after then, you know, you're probably not getting an awful lot of blocks on that point. There'll be the occasional one, but you're definitely getting strained. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I get it, but as I say, it's learned behaviour for me, so yeah. it's it's going to be a little bit difficult to um, get my head around it. Otherwise, <laughs> but fair enough. Uh, so well done, Ben and uh, and Liam for uh, top four. Um, nicely we done. Specifically, invite Liam on to discuss the semi final. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'll give you a bit of context here. Is- Tom literally came over after his game against Liam and said that's quite possibly the best game of X-Wing I've ever played. Um, I think, if I remember rightly, he didn't even roll a green dice at all. I rolled, I beat them, I surgically removed Malarus and rolled two greens twice. Wow. Yeah, Yeah. it's not not often that you get a top four game that's 200-0. Oh, is it a genuine 200-0, not an I don't care about MOV? Because it's a cut game, it was just you took everything off the board. Well, Liam actually, Liam actually conceded with like twenty-seven minutes to go because he'd done a shield and I had halved a bunch of ties and murdered Malarus. Well, yeah, if, even even if it wasn't a two hundred nil, maybe maybe in true points it was. Yeah, it was a very one. I, I was watching both games, so yeah, it was, it, was, it seemed quite one-sided. It's a really difficult matchup for the Malarus swarm. That it is winnable. Um, but hard. it is a very, very difficult matchup. Yeah. yeah. Me and Tom um, had um, a couple of practice games before the Open, mm-hmm. and the the list he was taking, which is the kind of what his dad ended up taking. Mm-hmm. Like, I I think I beat you twice on the bounce, didn't I? Pretty yeah, comfortably. Did. Comfortably. Yeah. And then um, he, I told, I talked him into picking up the sprays again because he flies them very well. Mm-hmm. And I think did I shoot you maybe twice? Maybe maybe yeah, three times. And he just danced around me. It's a very good for matchup for Tom, I think. Yeah. And that yeah, was, it's, not, it's, that was it, quite... it's it's a good matchup for the sprays in general, but I think the way that you fly them is different, maybe. I, and I, I can't really quantify that or really explain what I mean. But, you know, I see other sprays, players who are getting shot and losing half or losing one of them and then having the battle to bring it back and all that kind of stuff where you just seem to be able to Muhammad like Ali your way around it. Just yeah. let one die. Yeah. Badly. So, <laughs> well, we'll come on to the final in a bit because there was um it was like a Spanish soap opera, that one, wasn't it, at points? Yeah, Papa Reed. Um, 
So, um, so t top four was as we've mentioned earlier. Tom Tom played Liam um, with Malorus Swarm into the the double sprays, and then Ben played against Craig Reed. Um, so Tom's Popper dad, Popper Reed, um, first ever UK Nationals X Wing champion, um, grandee of the X Wing scene, one of the loveliest <laughs> men alive on the planet of of, of Earth. I know. I um, can't believe he's Tom's dad. I said that to him <laughs> while we were playing. So look, I can't believe you're his dad because you're so calm and chilled out, and Tom's a little. Words I'm not allowed to say right now. <laughs> <laughs> a little firecracker. <laughs> I had a lovely so, game against Craig, though. It's, it was one of my favourite games of the whole weekend. Very so, calm. I mean, we were on stream. Yeah. Uh, very calm and just like we were just telling each other when we knew things were coming and how we caught out. It really. Yeah, so like Craig's a Craig's a one of these gentlemen who reminds you about your triggers. Like he goes, you know, yeah, yeah, and then Lone Wolf, right? And then you're going to spend your focus on you, right? I mean, I reminded him of that sort of thing. I was nice. Yeah, I mean, but going both ways, I love I love that kind of game where you're playing the game and you're not trying to get it. You know, you're not relying on a gotcha moment to, you know, hopefully this player will forget this trigger. You know, or will forget that he's got a procket or whatever at this point. You know, kind of thing. You know, forget your crack shot. We missed a Sarge's. Um, ability trigger, and we just decided to go back and do it because he, he's such yeah. a nice guy. You, I wouldn't, I'm saying to him, I would hate to have beat him because he forgot something that was sort yeah. of me rushing forward. Although, looking at his list now, I have just noticed that he's got the Shadowcaster title and never used it once. Yeah, but I just thought he didn't have it. <laughs> got, got top table without he using it. He beat me anyway, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. I think it sounds like he saved one of his best performances of the weekend for you, though, to be fair, Ben, because, like you said earlier, you actually beat me with that matchup quite... Yeah, quite yeah. I, to be honest, going into the game, I felt pretty confident. Yeah. Um, like, I knew what I wanted to do, and I, it kind of went right, but then, like, he did a move that caught me that I didn't expect, and I'd gone all in on finishing Boss, and then Boss wasn't there anymore. <laughs> Yeah, so so I I was sat on the table, sort of judging it, and I think positionally Craig got it pretty much spot on. Um, yeah, yeah. Just just the engagement where you know he didn't joust you, so you ended up you sort of turned in and came in a, a sort of a little bit sort of spread out, and uh, I think that turn where you came forwards, I think you said uh, at the time like you did a four forwards, and if you'd done five, you would have blocked a Sarge. Yeah, but, and I, was, but, I had the five dialed in, but then I changed it to the four. And because you did the fours, Boss could also dialed in a four. You know, Boss was stressed. He just jumped over the top of the TIE Fighters and blocked Malarus. So, uh, yeah, a very good call from Craig. Yeah, yeah. That, that, I, think, I think that turn won him the, was the big turning point. Um, the other one was he managed to pop a tie. I think he popped a tie and a half on the first engagement where other people had sort of maybe just wounded two or something like that. I can't remember off the top of my head. But yeah, it was a really fun game. Excellent opponent. He definitely deserved the win. Yeah, I, I don't think, I genuinely don't think I've ever heard um, anybody in uh, in the UK X-Wing scene say that they've had anything other than the most calm, chilled out, lovely, relaxed experience playing against Craig. So, um... Which is weird, because have you met Tom and Scott? <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying nothing. Um, and until I've ever beaten Tom at a game of X-Wing, then I just have to, you know, accept that, you know, I've still got a lot to learn. So, um, you know, I'm just fine. It's all right. Uh, so in the final, like, I, I didn't manage to get to watch the final, actually, but I heard 
that it was an incredibly close thing that came down to like the last minute and then you you basically stole it off him. Is that right, Tom? Yeah, in essence, I mean, um, you know, spoilers for anyone who's going to go and watch the uh, the the VOD over at Firecast. But yeah, it was the last shot of the game, in essence. Um, I had to half massage, um, otherwise I was losing, and um, it was effectively in a position where massage was bumped into Zam. So we both had a fifty-fifty guess: as am I going to go fast or am I going to turn away? Um, so basically, I had I had two pieces of Look, I managed to guess that um, Asajj would try and run. So I, I went slow in the other direction to guarantee a shot. Um, and and then I got the blank on the green that I needed to do the two damage. Uh, I was locked and focused and forced and lone wolfed and everything. So there's no reason I shouldn't have got the three I needed. Um, but I needed a blank on the green. Uh, I needed at least one blank. And I, I got it, which yeah. meant that I halved Asajj with the last shot. Um, so yeah, that's what turned the final. But it it was a fantastic game, and obviously, God couldn't go past the opportunity without giving the old man a, a big shout out. Um, it's been a long time since we've um, gone to the final of a big event together. So that was nice, um, really, really nice for for a weekend of getting back together. It was the perfect final for us, really. Um, and obviously, one of us had to win and lose, which is slightly bittersweet, but. Um, you know, we've been playing long enough so that this has happened before. We're used to it. We know that we play hard um, and, and it's fine. But, yeah, I mean, I, I arguably didn't deserve it given the very end, um, the way it finished. I think um, Dad played really well, um, caught me off guard, a few moves that I didn't expect, which I think he read me better than I read him. Um, I mean, is, is there I... anybody that you've actually played more games of X-Wing against than your dad? Uh, no, probably not. Maybe Scott, but almost certainly not. Um, so it's like there's maybe. two levels. There's there's two games being played at the same time. Then isn't there the the entire time? You know, because I know what it's like when I play against you know Sean uh, Milligan from because you know I've known him for years and he lives just up the road from me. So we we know yeah, each I, other's play style. Absolutely, I think he won that 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 higher level game that he did the thing that I didn't that I just didn't expect and I hadn't planned for. I'd planned for how I thought the list was going to be played and not how I thought he was going to play it. Um, and he caught me. He trapped he trapped Django earlier than anyone had all weekend. Uh-huh. Um, really hurt Django, got him out of the fight, killed him quick. Um, and then Zan managed to pull it back and do a lot of damage and chip away over the course of the next probably... I don't know. I think we played quite a lot of turns, probably twelve or fifteen turns. Then, uh-huh. with um, with just Sam, but uh, it was a great final, and it, it's one I genuinely would recommend people going to watch. It was it was good fun. Um, I've heard it was good to watch, so people seem to enjoy it. And yeah, there's a there's a couple of moments where there's um fairly big, significant turns. I'll say the uh, so I was doing the commentary uh, with Pond. And there was a really interesting interaction that Craig uh, got wrong, and possibly because he just didn't realise or, or hadn't come up before. Uh, basically, we had Mo- uh, Bosk uh, close to death, say on about three hull or four hull, something like that. Uh, uh, Bosk had got five. Was it five? Okay, so he got shot by. He Z- got the full five. Yeah, so he got yeah. Sh- he got shot by Zam. Zam did some damage, but obviously hadn't, hadn't killed him. 
but Bosk had Zam crew. At that point, Craig decides to reveal his Zam card and take the return fire shot, which did some damage maybe back to Zam, but then Zam revealed her card, Zam fire spray, and then killed Bosk. But that all happened at initiative five. So when it then got to Bosk at initiative four, he was dead and didn't get to shoot. Yeah. Whereas if Zam had shot, he reveals his Zam card, says, I'm not going to shoot because it's a May action. You reveal the card, that's a must, but the actual um, shot is a May. Bosk shoots at initiative four, and then that's a real decision for you with your Zam card. Do you shoot Bosk knowing that Bosk is going to shoot back? Now, you probably do to take Bosk off the board, but then Bosk gets those those two lots of shots. Yeah, I mean, it, it would have been a genuine choice, genuinely difficult choice because... Yeah. It's at, actually at my revenge shot. Bosk has five left. So I do some damage and leave him at five. So it's not even a good chance I'll kill him. Um, it's just that Zam decides to switch on and, and roll hit triple crit out of hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, one of them was a fuel leak. So the four went to the five and it, it killed him at I5, which my was beyond ridiculous, really. I think I think as yeah, well. Yeah. Didn't did he take three shields off Zam in, with his shot? So there's every chance yeah, that he, if, like, if Bosk yeah. had got to shoot twice, there's every chance that Zam gets gets halved in, in that engagement. It's hard, yeah. Yeah, I'm That's already crazy. miles behind at this point, and that that die sort of brought me back into it a bit. Like it's it's super uh, super edge case like that this happened. Yeah. Um. But yeah, very interesting to see. Um. And, and possibly one that you know, fire spray players will possibly have to think about, or even people with, you know, the Zam crews on lower initiative fighting other Zams. Is you know, when do you use that Zam ability? Yeah, there's a mm. couple of weeks left of of Zam being everywhere, and then the points are going to go up. And <laughs> can't believe nobody has mentioned that even at this age that your dad still lets you win. <laughs> oh, it's been mentioned on a, in a few places already. I suspect. I was expecting I, Rich to make that joke because he made it really early on. I'm like, wait, and I'm like, oh, sod it, I'm doing it now. No, no, I'd, I'd already done it. I'd already got my laughs elsewhere. I wasn't going to repeat it. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll let you do the derivative humor, Ben. That's Rich, what you're good for. You said the same joke two times in a row to me today. I know, but there on you this go. on this call, on this very call. Um, so I mean. We've we've talked, I think, through the the Sith Taker Open. Um, I think all things considered, we're probably uh, we're going to take a little bit of time to consider um, what we're going to do next. But I think that we do definitely want to run another one. Um, hopefully, COVID permitting, we'll be able to get back up to the kind of scale that we were at um, in 2019 um, before we had to, to cancel the 2021. Has Tom um, made a decision on which charity he wanted to donate the money to yet? No, I haven't yet. To be fair, I'll I'll, um, I'll see what the um, what the list is, and um, we'll have a bit more of a discussion, and we'll make some sort of announcement in the near future. That's fine. Cool. Yeah. So it just um, for avoidance of doubt, we um, well, Column decided that this was going to be a a charity event. So aside from all of the money that went into prize support and all that kind of stuff, which uh, from every, all the pictures that I've seen were really cool. So great ships from Enigma Wargaming, a whole bunch of trays and dial covers and tokens and stuff from Kogatu, a bunch of cards and other tokens and bits and bobs were given away and spot prizes as well. Um, as well. Yeah, so all, all of that great stuff. Um, 
you know, people that have run events in the past know that there is often just money left over. So last year, you know, or the the, the last event, you know, we had a the big prize, which was to pay 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 Tom entry into or a travel stipend towards traveling somewhere in Europe. I think it was, wasn't it? It was for Euros, um, but it turns out it was yeah. cancelled. So it sucks to be you. Cancelled. Um, so. <laughs> So this year, um, we decided to, to put that overage into um, into a charity um, of the winner's choice. Uh, so, yeah, we'll we'll let you know how uh, how that goes when when Tom makes the decision uh, and makes the choice. Okay, so just one thing I, I wanted to mention about the SIF Taker events. Uh, we've actually going to be going back to doing our monthly one day weekend events. Um, so as soon as we get the details for that, we'll get those up, tickets up, Facebook page, and uh, you know we'll. You know, announce everything with that um, so just keep an eye out on our facebook page for that if you are local and fancy coming and play some x-wing yeah and those are pretty good because we get the price support and element are pretty generous with it and you know there's usually stuff um that's worth winning um floating about the place so well uh one, yeah. one small confession we may need to uh top up the uh the price <laughs> the price support war chest uh i may did, we, did you give everything away uh, i may have been a very generous to with the spot prizes at the weekend so, so, so we, had a good, we had a good time yeah 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 no we, 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 we had fun i mean um yeah so like we did have an awful lot of old stuff so like old so there's some old tokens that people have donated um a lot of the uh it's like more generic old arts and stuff you know like <laughs> the spare spare parts canisters and obsidian pilots yeah, yeah. and stuff like that so i think i, I sent over a massive bag like basically that. full of focus and evade tokens and iron tokens and stuff like that that are older acrylics yeah and it was just like just give them away yeah a few, just... yeah a few of those got kept back but a lot of those got given away I mean that 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 I mean they were there to give out yeah, yeah. the open because you know that's the that's the point of them you know they're otherwise they're going to sit in a box in my house and I'm never going to get rid of them because I bought them as part of a job lot took out what I wanted and the rest of them were just sitting there like just so anyway fantastic. all the range rulers are still there Rich <laughs> nobody 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 wanted a 2017 store championships blue range ruler did they not never mind no. never mind I'll take it back then <laughs> no it's mine now. All right, fair enough. Um, so there was one, uh, a cu couple of other things that we um, just want to touch on, like re really quickly. Um, first of all, just to give a shout out to um, the uh, Gold Squadron uh, Jeddah qualifiers to the most recent Gold Squadron event. Um, interesting because the top two um, were kind of probably quite non-standard lists. So the, the winner was Andrew Durham. He uh, was flying Kylo Ren with Von Reg. So it was like a supernatural um all singing all dancing heavy with points kylo and then von reg as well um i'm not sure of the exact lists and I've, i can't see what upgrades were on there but you know it it makes me yeah it's kind of kind of a bit strange to see two aces um going that far in um and not coming across anything that can uh that can catch them or or spread a net wide enough to to give them problems uh, but the runner up uh, was Don Williams who we know from the Tonton Squadron server which we've talked about a few times so Don's from uh, kind of Louisiana or something like that he's got the most awesome amazing accent. amazing accent yeah um, <laughs> cool, he he was flying uh, for HMP gunships so he's been he's been like mainlining them for kind of 6 or 9 months something like that you know he yeah. like he goes to, like he occasionally flies other stuff and messes about, but when he goes to tournaments, he flies the Rimbas. And um, yeah, he's he's got top table. So I mean, it's two Genosian droids and a, a Bactoid drone and a DGS 047 and 
whole bunch of different upgrades and synced laser cannons and discord missiles and all sorts of stuff it's a disgusting list to face because you think you're doing well and then he just starts side slipping everything around you where you can't shoot at him and he's double modded everything into you and yeah he's um he's done super well to to get to that point um the the, the final was uh an interesting one because um don didn't want to go out and engage and allow Kylo and Von Reg to kind of get around behind him. So he was kind of creeping up the board edges and stuff. Um, and Andrew was refusing to basically go where he could risk losing points by dice variants. Um, and in the end, um, he used supernatural reflexes on Kylo um, to to dive in and effectively clip points off here and there on, on a Roomba that he could get his shot on. Um, and then basically supernatural reflexes disappear back out again. Um, and and repeated that a couple of times and then left um, once he got half on one of them and then meant meant that Don had to start chasing the game. Um, so, yeah, anyway, for all intents and purposes, it was a fantastic um, game to watch. So it's one that I'm going to pick up and have a look at once it hits YouTube. Um, so well done to Andrew and, and again, well done to Don, um, who I know listens. Um, so, yeah, well done for um, coming second. So nice. Um, and the last thing is literally while we've been talking, um, one one or other Sith taker, um, oh, it was Colm, has has put um, has posted up a couple of um, things that have been spoiled today, by um, like as we've been talking by um, by AMG. So it's a, it's another couple of whisper um, spoilers. So still nothing from the Y wings. They must be saving that for Lame. just to frustrate me. Um, do you want to run Lame. through them, Ben? <laughs> yeah. So we've got uh, Initiative Three, uh, Whirlwind. So before you engage, you may remove any number of gem tokens that you um, then you may gain one focus token for each enemy ship that has you in its front arc, which is obviously good because you can jam yourself. Um, yeah, they've it, got a, they've got a bunch of stuff about self jamming rattling around as well, haven't they? Like those yeah. configs that we talked about that were spoiled earlier. So yeah, I mean that seems pretty cool. I mean the the. Up to now, the first order ships seem much more interesting than the resistance one to me. Oh, I've yeah. actually just read that properly. It's not a focus token for each jam token that you remove. If you remove no, one jam token in your yeah. front arc. So if yeah. you're sitting, I suppose, but if you remove the jam, you lose the extra dice from being jammed. But then you get focus like six focus tokens if you're sitting in front of a swarm, Isn't um, a focus or whatever. Token better than an extra dice though. Uh, yeah, I would think yes, um, but I think you want a mixture. So if you've got two jam tokens, somehow you can remove one and get all those focus tokens, and have three greens and all those focuses. Can they? Well, um, can they also take? Up, well, can they also take advanced optics? Uh, we don't know. We don't know. Slots, uh, okay. Yeah. I wonder how it interacts then between jam and the focus token because you're not performing a focus action; you're gaining the token. Yeah, so when you when no because the jam removes a token. So if you're still jammed, so you, I mean, yeah, there's no point in if you've got two jam tokens, then the first one would disappear when the first focus token hits you. So you yeah. remove any number of jam tokens. You remove all your jam tokens, and then you yeah. get some focus tokens based yeah, on how many. Yeah, no to mix and match, and is there? Yeah, that's because the yeah. I mean, it's still great because oh, you do yeah. all the you do all the jamming fun, and then you know it also basically makes you. Uh, like immune almost to false transponder codes not quite but like because if you already have a focus token and somebody false transponders you then it jams it off and you don't have a jam token to remove but yeah you can it's it's an interesting 
it's definitely an interesting thing and we might see it or it might just be relegated into the bin of too expensive or not as good as the i5 which is more likely um <laughs> i've pre-ordered yeah. two lots of this pack that's coming out it's going to be good i'm telling you the first order one <laughs> yeah yeah well that i mean that's good because that'll give you four four bombers and uh, two whispers to play with um, <laughs> so at the very least you'll be able to put a squadron together and they um, are really good looking models so that's half yeah. And the Y-Wings yeah. are just Y-Wings. I can always... Can, um, can you see the models where, where they're kept in your shed? Where Emma can see them. Sometimes I go and look at them when everyone else is at work. I know I call it my shed, but it's actually attached to my house. It's like inside. <laughs> I don't have to go like go down the garden path to try and find them or anything. <laughs> it's like electrics and heated. It's not weird. Really, yeah, no, the other one, the I four. We've got an initiative for uh, Nightfall. Oh, what they've got anything cool text? Oh, so so whirlwinds, um, like flavor text says, reap what you sow. Sees the jam one. That's quite cool. Yeah. Uh, Nightfall, the flavor text isn't great. Um, so after you fully execute a maneuver or perform a boost action, each ship you move through gains two jam tokens. Ah, there's a combo wombo already there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Or is there? We could move through your own I3, I guess. Yeah, but then that's the interaction of you gain the token, you clear the second jam token anyway. So I suppose you can execute a maneuver boost through. uh, I mean, it's good for clearing focus target lock off somebody. Right. Pre-engagement like token transfers as well. Because yeah. you double jam, so not only are you going to lose the one you've got, if you get one at a later date, it also... Well, so. this is it. Like What what the usual trick of a, uh, for a high-initiative ship to avoid jam is to take a target lock earlier in the game on, say, an obstacle. Then when the low-initiative ship comes up, jams you, it just jams off that lock, and then you're free to do, like I say, a focus action or whatever in your you know activation step. Um, so that the two jams will obviously get round that, uh, but also yeah, it will stop. Sorry, that's a good shout, that Tim. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, and also it stops, um, uh, I guess, coordinating and stuff as well. Uh, but this this ship will be brutal against swarms, just flying over and just like handing mm. out jam, like you know. Yeah. Yeah. Focus link rotate after you hand two jam tokens to a ship that now no longer has an evader or focus token, and then you're shooting it. Un- unanswered, you know, by I th- if I recall the dial in these correctly, they've got a five straight, so you know, you blast a five straight over the top, but it's like super A wings, isn't it? Yeah, it's nice, I like it. I mean, yeah. it's difficult to execute moving through a ship that's moving before you, um, because you know, we've had that with A wings and starboard slash and all sorts of things that have been had it in as a mechanic, and it's, it's not seen much play, but with it just being almost like a, well, it's happened, so now I'm happy kind of a thing here. Because, you know, you position your ship where you want it to be, and if you happen to pass through somebody, then you get to give them two jam tokens. If it doesn't happen, then, you know, you're probably still fine anyway. So, yeah. And it's oh, it's fully executed maneuver, so you can't bump somebody in the middle of a swarm and think, oh, that one, <laughs> the one I've jumped over, he can have the jam tokens. It's fine. Um yeah, there's, it's not bad. Not bad abilities. It's, I'm kind of interested to see 
kind of the points for this stuff. Um, and it's it's good that they're drip feeding us content to keep us interested. Um, I wish they'd drip feed some of the other box. Um, no one cares about the resistance drips. No you, you've seen no. it. Look, what, what more do you need? You've got Y wings, you've got configs, and you've got droids. So that's that's all you. That's all you're getting. And Babu Frick. Babu Frick. Yeah, no one cares Frick. about the Y wings because everyone's got about six hundred. <laughs> yeah, God, I know. Tell me, about it. I mean, I've pre-ordered it, but I, I was sad oh, as I pressed the button. <laughs> I genuinely was sad as I pressed the button. I, I, I pre-ordered. I, yeah, I pre-ordered the first order squad pack. I didn't do the Y wings because I was going to wait and see. I think the main thing though is that the resistance have already got good options, where the first order haven't really got as much. I mean, you've got a Malarus Swarm. You've got Malarus and some other ships, and maybe like the F Oasis. Well, there's a not... the thing that Kez has been flying with the, the Hollow Plus, oh, yeah, a bunch is... of other good ships. He's just an FO. Amazing with him. I don't know how he does it. Because he, <laughs> he flies it a lot, and people yeah. underestimate it every single time, and he's very good positionally. But yeah, you know, there, there are options there, but I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff that's kind of. A little bit missing. Um, they've, uh, they've. I'm just looking at the article from um, AMG, and it's. I don't think there's anything else that's been spoiled apart from those two no. um, cards. So yeah, I mean, I think FO and Resistance are both in a in a bad spot, and so far the um, the FO pack is a lot more um exciting in terms of bringing the squadron up and giving it new options um, sorry, sorry do, but, you, do, you, do you just say that fo are in a bad spot having just got two to the top four of our event and then uh just one of the latest <laughs> gsp event i know but malarus swarm it's like it's like swarm it's like sloan swarms and things like that before it it's one of those things that it's strong yes but you know it's not everybody's play style there's not a lot of options where if you look at i yeah. mean there's a broader conversation to be had about the fact that Scum keeps finding these filthy combos in their in their faction, which has twice as many ships as the next largest faction. Um, you know, Scum needs to be split in half to make an eighth faction um, at some point, and I don't know how they would do it, um, but it's too big to balance. Because, um, you know, if you release a new illicit that's available to resistance and then you have to look at it and consider whether or not you can give it to scum and is it going to break something else in scum for example um every single thing that you have to release you have to look at scum and think how do we break that and the play testers haven't got the bandwidth and the developers haven't got the bandwidth to understand all of the jank that scum can do so you know i don't know but i'm quite i'm quite excited for the first order pack to see what it brings um the thing that i'm wanting to know is like what the y-wing pilot abilities are that aren't the ones that have been spoiled because they were pretty dreadful um <laughs> like if there's anything else that's coming out that's actually going to be useful um so the configs look like they might be interesting but i don't know if they're going to be good but interesting is good enough for a little while um but i think comboed with a good points change it'll be interesting but i mean these pilots look really good like so much better than a lot of the other stuff that we've we've seen before so yeah it's uh it's gonna be neat anyway i think that's um that's us done is it yeah all right um so um i'm just gonna say a quick thanks to um everybody that came to the ticker open um and i really i'm sad that i couldn't go but i'm glad that it went really well and uh yeah if um 
if Tim's not going to run the next one, then I might put my name in the frame to TO it because that way I can, you know, pick you what date it's on and not, not choose well, my right. parents' wedding anniversary. Tim's too good. You know, at one point during the weekend, Tim was 15 minutes ahead of schedule. Ahead of schedule, yeah. I've never been to an event that ends up ahead of events. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I was running a bit slow. So. <laughs> In fair, in, yeah, in fairness, so th so the way that me and Colm have, have planned our timings is that I think we allow an hour and forty for the game, so that's essentially from you know sort of the time that I put the you know the pairings up on the screen, go find your table, you know set up, so that takes a good what ten minutes, fifteen minutes normally. Uh, then you've got an hour and fifteen to play, and then you've got that sort of ten minute bit at the end, um, and. You know, I do tend to, um, so I always say at the start of the event, I will start the timer once the majority of the hall is set up and I do walk around as people are setting up, like chivying people along because, um, you know, we all want to finish at a decent time. I mean, there was a motivation to get to the pub uh, this time because obviously, the, you know, the bar can uh, service. Uh, so, yeah, we did have to think about other things. Um, yeah, and Tabletop TO, big shout out to them um they make running events so easy if if you're interested in running events uh do check out tabletop to um handles everything for you you know if if the players actually and i know i bang on about it and you know people you know some people don't understand but the reason i say use launch bay next url import or yasby as your url import is because um we don't even need to check your lists we know it's legal then uh, and we know that if it's hyperspace valid or not um, so there's a lot of advantage of using that URL import option rather than saying taking a screenshot or you know just doing free text. Um, so that does make you know a, a massive uh, massive difference for us. Yeah, I agree. Um, and once again, um, if you don't or haven't or can, uh, or, but you can afford to donate to um, Launchbay Next, Yasby, or particularly Tabletop Teal, because we wouldn't have been able to run events in lockdown um without it um so if you can do a quick donation to them um they're always hugely appreciated um because they do such great work for the community and they do it basically for free um yeah um that would be awesome okay so that's all we've got uh, time for this week so um just before we wrap up uh, tom if you get any shout outs you want to make obviously gonna give the old man big shout out cracking final lovely to get there together um ian lovely semi-final as well always fun um, and generally just everyone who turned up and um, I think it was absolutely amazing weekend and thanks for the judging team and the, the guys who organised it and put all that hard work in. It was um, it was really appreciated across the whole community and um, yeah, we, we loved it and hopefully we'll be doing more of it rather soon. But um, thanks for having me again and it's uh, been a pleasure. All right, cheers, mate. Uh, what about yourself, Ben? Any quick shout outs you want to yeah, do? I've got a couple actually. I've got um, uh, Christian Kroger, who uh, I think is from Denmark, am I right? Yeah, that's right, man. Yeah, um, he couldn't make it, and Rob obviously the the money back is store credit or something, so it's no good for him. And he actually donated it to me to buy some drinks for running online. I just wanted to give him a shout out because it's really nice. He's a lovely man. Yeah, he is. it was probably the nicest thing anyone's done after running all that events. It's super nice. Um, uh, Chris and Nikki Burnett for bringing those uh, lovely pasties. They were very nice. Still got Rock one. Yeah, they they were just gorgeous, mate. <laughs> 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 this, this cheese one I ate because I thought it's probably going to be the weaker of the two and I'm gutted because I think it would have been gorgeous warm 
<laughs> Even the pastry had cheese in it. It was gorgeous. Um, jealous. Now. I know it was. Uh, I'm more more jealous than I was before. <laughs> I mind games of X-wing and beer pasties. <laughs> Uh, another shout out to Steve Bolton for our last game because I was in a bit of a bad mood because my back was hurting, I was tired and he was just a great opponent and cheered me up even when I was losing for quite a while and I was still having fun so that's always good and then a little shout out to Rich Polly for doing us all a favour and not coming Cheers mate (laughs) (laughs) Tim have you got any quick shout outs you want to do? Yeah, yeah, we're all making quick. I mean, we have touched on it. So, big thanks to the event supporters, which was Enigma War Gaming for the painted ships, Cogo Two for obviously uh, all the acrylic, uh, and Element Games uh, donated vouchers. But also, big shout out to the venue staff um, and shop staff at Element Games who looked after this weekend. Uh, so that they, they were great as usual. Um, and yeah, just thanks to everybody for being um, you know sensible X-wing players. It was a really fun event to run. Next year, yeah, just, next year I'm definitely playing. I am definitely, definitely playing. Just, just for me, I want to give a quick shout out to Colin for you know, kind of all the run-up organising and and all of the price support and everything, and you know, just basically um, commissionering it, and uh, then to Tim for for taking on the day, and to Pond and the Firecast for deciding the last minute to um, jump in and uh, and stream. Um, and yeah, thanks to Daryl McDowell for letting Pond bunk with him, so that. Um, he was able to come up and actually stream the event for us so that other people Everybody. could see it. So, yeah, cheers, guys. All right, um, so uh, with that, we'll we'll leave it there. So it's goodbye from Tom. See you later, guys. Uh, it's goodbye from Tim. Goodbye. Goodbye from Ben. See you later. And goodbye from me. Ta-da. Once again, will the renegade master? D4 damage of power to the people's back once again, will the renegade master? D4 damage of power to the people's back once again, will the renegade master? D4 damage of power to the people's back once again, will the renegade master?